is Marissa. This is Denise. And we are Are You There, God? It's us, the <laughs> And this is our sixth take because Denise keeps making these really weird jokes, but they're not like inappropriate or anything. They just don't make any sense. Every time I make one, Marissa like stares at me like, why are you doing this? Because it's hard to tell if they're jokes. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do so here. So the one I just said was she said, we're talking about a Christmas carol. And I said, oh. and then she said something after that. And I said, oh, I thought you were going to say, uh, like, ri- like rhyme Christmas carol. <laughs> Christmas Meryl. <laughs> no. Like Meryl Street. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and that's something that's distressing me is that you keep making these really niche <laughs> jokes. It doesn't mean anything. I just, you, I just like don't <laughs> it was not even a joke it was like a genuine thought <laughs> maybe keep it to yourself <laughs> don't don't say that out loud anymore <laughs> so it's because you have me watching seven hours of succession a day oh my god they're not funny and maybe it's catching so we have not been reading <laughs> Because okay, we've been watching. <laughs> oh, you've been reading so much in between our episodes of Succession. Oh my god, no! But I have. So the thing is, the, the thing is that someone recommended these shows to me, but I didn't want to watch it by myself. So I told Denise, "Do you want to watch Succession that's not what on you did. HBO Max?" No, that's not what you. No, did. I didn't. I tricked her into doing it because I said, "Just come into my room with me," and she said, "Okay, I'm gonna read." But then I would talk to her about it. While she was reading, so then she felt no choice but to watch the show with me. It felt so manipulative, and now I'm watching the show, and I don't even want to. She doesn't want to be Because you know who I am as a person. Like, I have to finish it at this point. Yeah, we have to finish it. It's a really good show, though. Oh, it's not. It's boring. It's not boring. Listen, you guys. Okay, there's an hour of each... Each episode is an hour. And out of that hour, there's maybe 20 minutes that are usable, and the rest of them is just being mean, rich, jerk people. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know. We're enjoying it. No. We're enjoying it a lot. The only, and then I get into it because, and not even in a fun way, but in a like, can you believe this bitch? Like when I'm watching it, (laughs) I can't believe half of these fucking characters and their nerve. They're so tacky. Like I have a question. If anyone is rich and listening to this, like really rich. Jeff Bezos, if you're here. Yeah, like that kind of wealthy. Not like I make 400k a year. Like that's good money. I don't think that's middle class, Marissa. That's, that's like, like, no, I know. That's like, what? It's upper class. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking to those people. Okay. I'm talking to like the ultra wealthy. Are you guys really tacky in real life? <laughs> because this show is making you all look bad. It's making you guys look real tacky. I just have a question. I just want to know. Let me you know. You know what? It is funny, but it's not that funny. Okay, are you fine? No. I came in here because here's my thing. Here's my thing, audience. She makes me watch it because she'll be like, hey, I'm going to go to my room and put something on. And it's not something. It's succession. Because she's trying to finish all three seasons. And they're ten episodes. Nine episodes? They're nine episodes. Nine episodes, an hour each for each season, and there's three fucking seasons. You know, you're, been, so you're many complaining hours. about this, like, this is ongoing. It's only been a thing for, like, two weeks. It's only been a thing That's for, like, two weeks. Time. Anyways. Oh, my God. So, during that period of time, I have been reading nothing, because I can't stop thinking about well, this show. Well, according to you, you reread A Christmas Carol. I did. Well, oh, my God, I did. <laughs> 
I didn't read anything new. And did you? Did you read anything? Hey, Denise, what did you read this week? Oh, I've been, like, in a Lincoln Rhyme kind of thing. So I just finished, like, three of those books. Lincoln Rhyme is the character that was in the very famous horror thriller, The Bone Collector. It's not a horror. So this podcast now is about me because Denise wants to correct (laughs) me on everything. Um, So we are talking about A Christmas Carol today. And it's by Charles Dickens, who is my least favorite author. And it's because he is fine. He's fine. It's just, it's fine. You can't say someone's your least favorite and say they're fine. Which one is it? Are they fine or are they your least favorite? Here's the thing. I don't want to air his dirty laundry (laughs) all over this podcast. He's dead. Like I said. (laughs) This is a classy podcast. We don't need to talk about... There's nothing wrong with him. I don't think he's done really any too many atrocities other than just try to write for the working class. That's a good thing, by the way. But I just don't like his writing style because he writes like he's writing to five-year-olds. Well, that's because, as we all know, rich people can't take metaphors. Yeah, based on so succession, they you have are to be like tacky five-year-olds. You kind of have to make your writing like a mushy soup that's like easy to digest and chew on. Like a pudding. Here's my thing. Here's my issue. It's just I don't like how he characterizes his characters, his people, because it's like she had a purity about her, so she wore white all the time that's really obvious it's pretty obvious it's a pretty obvious it was simple the, charles it was the victorian era yeah they were writing <laughs> he wasn't the first author ever invented okay they were writing shit like they had what he had a name? he had a dark brooding ma- manner he had a dark brooding manner she wells was so also he, writing th- during so this he, time and that so he had dark hair like okay we get it they were very heavy-handed in victorian era no i know maybe it's because the the rate of illiteracy was so high <laughs> okay so for the general synopsis if you don't know but we have ebenezer scrooge who's an old angry man counting his money in the very first scene Not the symbology of <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop saying it. So, anyways, so we have Ebenezer Scrooge who's in his counting house, quite literally counting his money, with his clerk, Bob Cratchit. And they're sitting there in the cold because why would he try to light a decent fire when you're rich and you don't want to waste your coal? So Bob Cratchit's in like a comforter, which I think is Excuse really funny. Me, do you know anything about economics? <laughs> How do you stay rich by not spending your money on coal, you dumb bitch? Yeah, spend it on Bitcoin. Um, (laughs) Doge. I'm only saying that because I really, I still don't understand. Like, I'm sure if I sat down and, like, really read something, I would understand what Bitcoin was. But for a really long time, I thought it was something related to Minecraft. (laughs) Like, and I do feel ashamed to say that. Stop. But not ashamed enough to go figure out what it is. It's fine. I'm like drinking something, but I'm really disgusted at you right now. I don't care. So they're sitting there in a cold. He's sitting there being miserly. His nephew comes in and is like, oh my God, uncle, Merry Christmas. And he's like, bah, humbug, which is something he really does say in the story. What does it mean? Do you I think? don't know. He made it up. <laughs> just like fuck off like in a polite way so he says that and also is like why did you even marry your wife to the nephew who's like newly married and very happy and young that's what and... I ask every straight couple <laughs> why'd you marry them and nephew's like oh it's like for love or whatever <laughs> no big 
and wishes him Merry Christmas and is like, I hope you don't miss out on your chance for happiness, more or less. And then the next person that comes in is someone that is taking donations for charity for the less fortunate. And Scrooge questions him like an asshole and is like, oh, are they, are like factories down? Are the unions not running anymore? And the guy's like, no, like they are people, you know. And he's like, oh, so people aren't working anymore? What about like, you know, all these financial resources? Like any Republican in a debate. Okay? He might as well have said the word bootstrap somewhere He in there. literally probably said bootstrap. And the guy was like, uh, just charity man. <laughs> Just charity man. And he Scrooge walked is like, into the wrong business on that day. <laughs> Scrooge is like, fuck charity. No money for the less unfor- like less fortunate. Um, but it also reminds me of that scene from Monsters Inc. This guy doesn't like charity. Hey, this guy doesn't like charity. <laughs> that seems so funny. So Scrooge, um, when I think of him, I think of him as like a QAnon Republican is the vibes he's giving here. Pause. Um, so the word humbug Scrooge didn't make that up. That was like... Oh, like people were walking yeah. around saying that? Yeah, no, it was common parlance. It didn't parlance It didn't catch on Long before these days. Dickens wrote his festive novella in 1843 and was meant as a hoax or deceit. So you're just yelling, ba, lies? <laughs> lies! Deceit! feels inappropriate to just yell. <laughs> I think he's like saying Christmas is a scam. <laughs> Or, like, love? Maybe. He's saying it in, like, may, okay, I guess he's saying it in response to a lot of no, things. No, 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 like, if you said something like, Denise, you can't say the word symbology during this podcast anymore, I'd be like, scam! Bitcoin! <laughs> um, <coughs> cryptocurrency. Dogecoin. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into this, I don't need someone... Some finance bro to come to me and be like, let me tell you why. Wait, I saw. Okay, this really is quick. real. Before you finish. Some guy that listens to Joe Rogan in his free time. So I, wa- I was on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to, I found this guy's page. And he Aww. was like one of those Bitcoin people. He had to be like Nard's age. So 21, 22. Yeah. Nard, and don't get into this. He had like his hot girlfriend. And he was wearing his hair like Julius Caesar. Okay. Like, the what? comb forward, like, <laughs> tiny bangs thing? Julius Caesar. No, like, like George Emperor. Clooney in that vampire movie from Dusk to Dawn, okay? So he had that haircut, but he wasn't cute like George Clooney. He looked dirty and white. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm a Bitcoin person. And his whole TikTok was like... We can tell my, by your haircut. Me and my sexy girlfriend. And, but then his girlfriend and him... Okay, so it was just him doing, like, extravagant things. The whole TikTok, because he's a Bitcoin person. Like, what? But... I don't what know. What are the I, extravagant this, things? That's not the point. But you okay. watched it. <laughs> the point is, is him and it? his girlfriend kept doing really weird shit. Like, he'd be like, he'd like flashed in a TikTok onto his girlfriend. He said, I just got my life sucked out of me by the oh. hottest girl on earth. Ah. Uh, or like, one of them was, he was like, okay, me and my girl are going out. And it was just like a real quick flash of her fondling his dick. Oh my god. Like, over his sweatpants. People are really comfortable on TikTok. Yeah, so it was just, like, a lot of stuff like that because he has the hottest girlfriend and he's like, no one has as perfect a girl as me and she was hot, okay. I guess. Right? Can confirm. They're, again, they're, like, 21, so I barely even wanted to engage in that thought. So I, but I can see, like, his whole thing, right. but it was just, like, a lot. Yeah, I feel like when I see stuff like that, I feel harassed. Like, I didn't want to see... I didn't need to didn't see her, see like, hand on your dick. 
Yeah, it's a lot. Sorry, so go back to Christmas Carol. So are we now associating Bitcoin then with nasty, nasty public I, days no, displays I'm associating, of affection? I'm associating them with like tacky people like Succession. Oh my god, you're right. New money. So anyways, I said new money like I'm old money and look down on new <laughs> I money. I was literally just about to start roasting for that. In order to have a new, like an old money attitude, you have to have more yeah, than like $2 <laughs> in your checking account. <laughs> Stop, bitch. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Oh, oh, my God. Um, The cool thing is that when you're down, like, on my level of not having anything near anything, you can definitely still be a bitch. Well, <laughs> it costs it's, nothing it's to be a bitch. Ju- it's free to judge people yeah. still. The good thing is I don't have to pay any money for that. So, the, so okay, so the general synopsis, that's what we're talking about. <sighs> So he is visited by his dead partner in business, Jacob Marley, who comes and he's there as a warning slash scary, scary warning. <laughs> I had to stop everything in me from making a joke about how was it like a dog like in Marley and me? <laughs> what does that mean? Why would you say that? <laughs> I remembered you told me to stop making really weird jokes. It's not even a joke. <laughs> So Jacob Marley is a person. <laughs> no, who, I know. Well, he's dead, so he's a ghost. It's his former partner who recently died, or he died seven years ago. <laughs> it feels recent enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he died seven years ago, not recently, and he comes back and he's shackled by chains and. Basically, one of the more important things that you get out of it is he's trying to tell him, like, you need to change your life. You need to change the way that you're acting. Um, if you've ever seen Scrooged with Bill Murray, mm-hmm. they directly pull from Dickens on a couple different lines, but in particular this one, where they're kind of talking about their business. And Jacob Marley says, mankind was my business. The common welfare was my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance and benevolence were all my business basically to say like that's the thing he should have been worrying about in his life yeah prior to that was a hard-ass quote but the other quote that he was like i made this chain this chain that like i drag around Mm -hmm. i made it right with my own free will that's a hard-ass lie that was no i know well he's like what chain and he's like how did you get this chain on you he's like it's mine and so he's basically coming there to warn him like you could be a fucking ghost in the afterlife and be miserable the same way that I am because his whole thing is that now he's having to go back and revisit all of these regrets that he has but while dragging this chain and he comes to warn him and then after his warning after his visit as one does Scrooge is exhausted by being visited by a ghost so he goes to sleep anything slightly inconvenient happens to me I'm gonna go take a nap I gotta go later (laughs) I gotta lay down. I'm gonna go to bed. So he goes to sleep and is soon waking up by the ghost of Christmas past, um, the ghost of Christmas present, and then the ghost of Christmas yet, which in my mind I keep referring to as the ghost of Christmas future, but like the Christmas of yet, like yet to come. Was the word future not in play then? I don't know. I don't did know. He not, or did he just want to make a really I feel like it was more, I don't know, like, I have questions, because I feel like future would have been a word. I mean, maybe you don't know. No, I definitely don't, like, that's the thing, I don't know. (laughs) So he, Christmas, of Christmas yet. So that's where we land in the story, that's the general synopsis. The different ghosts, obviously, um, as implied 
by their names. Because again, Charles Dickens not a subtle man. He shows no. them di- shows them different Christmases based on um their names. So Ghost of Christmas Past, showing him the Christmas past. No. no. Ghost of Christmas Present. What do you think it's showing him? The past again. <laughs> present and ghost of christmas yet showing him the future christmases i thought Um, he was gonna show him the christmas yeti that's another one that's another joke he's like so into words what's going on with you right now what are you trying to make words with other words so it's just popping in my brain right now some things i wanted to talk about but denise you had a question to ask me earlier and it was a really really good question so what was your favorite version of a christmas carol because we all know it's not the the regular one yeah so this is rough (laughs) we had to pause the podcast because someone's chihuahuas are not acting nice she's in here right now and she's being so you, love you. you look stupid in your dumb pink sweater. She's cold. <laughs> She's little, Marissa. So what is your free favorite variation of A Christmas Carol? You know, I love a good 80s version, mm-hmm. like the Bill Murray one. Mm-hmm. That's 80s, right? I'm making uh, that up. I thought it was the 90s, but continue. Um, Same, same. I think it came out our year, our birth year. Oh, I think you're right. Okay. 93. I'm going to fix that. Hold on. Let me rewind. Pause for <laughs> effects. I think my favorite one. <laughs> no, I love Scrooge with Bill Murray. It's really, the humor is really weird, but it is ultimately wholesome, even though there was definitely a chick's nipples in it at some point. And There's a couple nipples. Yeah. And it made me cry. It always makes me cry. That one's really good. I like the relationship with him and his brother. I like Bill Murray and everything all the time. It's hard for me because I just think he's really funny. He's not a good looking man. Oh, but But do you bring that up because you're attracted to him? I am attracted to him. And it may be because he's funny. Do I like funny men? Yes. Do I like ugly men that are funny? Also, yes. I just like ugly men sometimes. Um, William Defoe. That man is... He has such beautiful cheekbones, though. Yeah. They're like... They're, they can cut through glass, for sure. Or this vagina. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you want them to cut through your vagina? <laughs> Maybe. It's a horrible visual. The imagery of that was not good. <laughs> So anyways, okay, so my favorite version, okay, but I do really like Scrooge, so it has to tie, though, with Mickey's version of A Christmas Carol with Donald Duck. Um, okay. Because <laughs> I there's no reason other than I just really enjoy it. <laughs> how long is it? I think 30 minutes. So how long does he have with each ghost at that point? He has, like, four minutes with Death Ghost. And well, maybe that one's like the shortest one. I feel like the longest one is maybe Christmas present, and then there's a lot for Christmas past. But mostly Christmas past is like him and the his lost love. Who in that is Daisy Duck? Is she dead? No, they I don't, just broke I don't up. know if I've ever seen it. It's like the story. They just broke up. Why would she be dead in the Disney version? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why would they have killed her in the Disney version? I don't know, Marissa. Okay, well they didn't. Okay. So- Thank you. I didn't know what they diverted from from the original. (laughs) They just broke up. It was a breakup. Okay, it was not mutual though. 
good. They were engaged. She broke it off with him because he could never love her more than his money. The way you're staring at me is so sincere right now. Okay. It's sad. That's what Elon Musk is giving up with Grimes. Good for her. I don't know. I always forget that they had a baby, They're both funky-ass people. Mm, But I like her music. You like one song. No, I like it in general, but it's just like it's hard to listen to because it's so experimental. It's like not easy listening. So if I put it on, it's like, I, that's like the only thing Jazz I, I can be doing at the time. <laughs> I think I have to listen to it. Uh, um, so, yeah, so I do quite like the Mickey. So last year when I was teaching English, I tried to get my 11th graders to read A Christmas Carol, okay? But it's really long. And I forgot. It's a novella. Yeah. Yeah, so I forgot how long it was. Did you think it was a short story? No, it wasn't that. It was that I forgot how fast I read. So I was like, no, look at through this, no problem. They did not get through it, no problem. And then reading out loud is... Why is reading out loud? Why does it take so long? (laughs) That's why, like... Like, have you ever been anywhere with anybody reading out loud? It's like, this takes 15 hours. I could read this in five minutes. at the orientation I just went to for the job I was just hired at. Um, Why did you say that? So mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) No one gets to know what it is, anyways. She made us read parts of the handbook out loud. Yeah. And first of all, people are, like, not good at reading out loud, me included. And I don't know if it's nerves or, like, like half of these words, like, you don't normally hear out loud. Right. So you get some funky pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Again, this is also, I'm not good at decoding. It's like the lady that I heard say masks his mask is. <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay. I said, I couldn't, There, the word democratize, okay, was in there. Like, just casually, and I had to read that yeah, word. Yeah, don't you use the word democratize? No, and I definitely stuttered through it. I was like, democratize? I had to say it like three times. You know what I think the worst activity is? When other adults make other adults read out loud. They're like, this is going to up the engagement. No, it will not. My mind's turned off. I am no longer paying attention. I just told you that's what I did, and I implied it was the worst activity, and you just said it again. <laughs> you implied it, but it was a real hard implication. You had to say it out loud. Stop, Denise. <laughs> had to confirm for the audience. The other school that I worked at, that hellscape, the principal always made us read shit out loud. And I was always like, mentally, I'm no longer here. You know what's cool and sexy of us? Not to do that. Yeah, let's not the do The opposite anymore. of that. But if someone paid me some money, I would record an audiobook. I, too, am bad at reading out loud. <laughs> I know. I think the requirement to be like, like there's two requirements to be an audiobook person. You have to have a really nice voice. Yeah. And some might even say a sexy voice. Would you say that? Yeah, because there was definitely an audiobook I listened to where she had like a sexy voice for part of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I feel things. And this is awakening something in me. (laughs) Hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. And the second requirement is you have to be good at reading out loud. (laughs) That might be the first requirement. The voice thing might be the second. (laughs) So, Denise, when you are reading this story, what would you say a one word to describe Ebenezer Scrooge? And then we're going to go into the ghosts. Not describing them, their situations, though. Sexy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he's so rich. No. So should I wait? Should I do a real word? Yes. Oh, my God. I have to come up with a real answer now. Okay. Um, a, like, top hat? <laughs> what a top hat? Sorry, I think I was mad for wearing a top hat. 
That's because in Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol, he's wearing a top hat. Okay. Well, no, I was thinking of like the Jim Carrey one. I don't Carrey know if one. it's called a Mickey Mouse Christmas Tale. <laughs> 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 I'm like taking that as gospel, but that's what it's called. I, I don't know if that's what this one is called. I could probably look it up, but I won't. But it's the Christmas... <laughs> It's got three stories. It has the gift of the magi. Oh wait, then I have carol. seen this one. Yes, we used we watched it together. Okay, a Christmas I, Carol and it's like Mickey Mouse's Christmas extravaganza. No, it's called the Mickey Mouse's Christmas Tale. Isn't the third one? I think it's her own made up story. <laughs> no, it's not the one where the days keep repeating. No, it's not Groundhog Day because it's not a Christmas story. No, it is. Groundhog Day is on Groundhog Day, which is in like February. No, it's like about Dewey, Stewie, and Louie. That's their names, right? And they're like, Christmases keep repeating. You know, now that you're saying it out loud, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Just because I referenced a movie plot. Another movie with Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one's fun too. I actually hate that one. It gives me zites. Give me the zites. Gives you the zites. Yeah. So anyways, um, sorry, I should clarify that's anxiety. (laughs) Gives you anxiety. So if I was to describe Ebenezer in a word, I would have said Republican. Because his first response to giving charity is a very Republican-esque vibe. No. And his grumpy attitude says a lot around the Christmas season. Okay, so we have Jacob Marley who comes through with his dope-ass line. And he is talking about, he's warning him basically of like how he needs to change as a person. Um, so we're visited by the first ghost, Ghost of Christmas Past. This ghost goes ahead and takes him back first to his childhood where he sees himself being bullied and his sister coming to his aid. Now, this is a sister that was the mom of the nephew that had seen him earlier on. Mm-hmm. And that's when you find out the the sister actually has passed away. So you kind of, you reflect on that moment where he does miss his sister um, and then you kind of realize, okay, that maybe has embittered him to some extent as well as family loss or tragedy does to some people. So is Christmas present about like when you lost your verve for Christmas? Yeah. It's like when you, you lost your groove. <laughs> like, sorry, your dog licked me and scared me. <laughs> so then, so then you also visit his ex fiance Belle, who basically broke it off with him just because she felt that he would never love anything more than his money or that he wasn't able to love anything past his money so you kind of see all of the tragedy that befell christmas in his christmas past um but also the thing the potential that was there Mm -hmm. and i think that's important too that you see like oh this is where things started to take a janky ass turn so like when he once like enjoyed Christmas, I think when or could he have once, enjoyed Christmas, yeah, like well, not even enjoyed. I don't. I really want to say it's like not about Christmas so much as like when life in general, life in general, because it's like and I I think it centers on Christmas because that's typically a time when we look at it. And that's togetherness, that's family. People are generally a little happier during Christmas and A little nicer, a little reflective because like the end of the year is coming up. And so I think it's kind of, you know, the story centers on Christmas, but it's not really necessarily about Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, So much as it's just set on Christmas Eve and Christmas. Yeah, I think the important thing is that this is where 
things might have started to change for you. I know I told you earlier <sighs> that we were going to be asking the deep questions These of... These are very vulnerable <laughs> questions. Well, I'll start. And uh, you could see generally where I'm going to go. I was like hoping you would be like, no, we're going to do joke versions. No, no these, these are, are not, real versions. These are real versions. Holy so, shit, So for this one, I wanted to ask Denise, like, what is your ghost of Christmas? But like, what would that look like for you? Yeah, go It doesn't have it. to be a huge... You don't have to go into your trauma, bitch. <laughs> It's only trauma. So what I was thinking of is like, okay, Christmas passed, right? Mm. So I was thinking of, generally speaking, when we were in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like Christmas in general was always like big family gathering stuff. And how at one point prior to a lot of drama was seeing my mom's family, my dad's family, and then us having our own family stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that would be like maybe the Christmas past. And then the thing that dynamically changed that would be our parents getting divorced or separated. I want to be clear because <laughs> like, I don't want it. Like we're not children of a broken home. Our parents got separated. We're like full grown ass women. But what I'm saying yeah. is that the, the dynamic of that changed. Yeah. And so kind of looking at, but also with that, the dynamic changes as you become an adult and you're working more and you just don't have the same kind of... So your good Christmases would be your childhood Christmases. So what was the change? Growing up. Wow, that's like so sad. <laughs> Stop. Holy shit. I don't think I've ever been sadder in my life. Oh my God, are you fine? Okay, so what is yours? Um. Okay, so I agree with the childhood. Like, I, I liked our child... So Christmas was pretty good for me. Did you say I liked our child? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good child. <laughs> um, but the, I had I have two big years that were bad for me okay. that made Christmas janky for a little bit. Okay. And it was December 2015. That was just a shitty year. I That was like when my mild depression went into like more moderate. Mm-hmm. And so I had a hard time enjoying anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then December 2018, I was with my ex and that was a shitty ass relationship. But I was also so poor during that relationship Mm. because um, of circumstances of how shitty that relationship was (laughs) due to circumstances that I couldn't buy anyone presents or anything. And so I had it. And so I was in the middle of this still moderate, like leaning into severe depression and I was poor. Oh, my God. So, like, for until, I would say, December 2019. So, 2015 to 2018 were just shitty Christmas years. Yeah. And they just felt like holidays that I had to just get through. Mm. And so, Ghost of Christmas Present would probably show me past. things. Gross, ugh, past would show me um those very sad years in comparison to my fun, happy childhood years. Yikes. Yeah. That's so, thanks, rough. Marissa. Are you okay. I mean, yeah, I'm having a great time not in that relationship anymore. So the ghost of Christmas present comes after. So the ghost of Christmas past pats Ebenezer on the head, basically puts him back to bed. Well, the ghost of Christmas present comes in very lavishly dressed and it shows him around London and kind of like the festivities that are going on for Christmas. You know, it's like a big night. It's Christmas Eve. The big man is on his way to town. I don't think Santa's involved in this story. Who the fuck is the big man then? Santa. 
okay, but he's not actually in the story. No, got it. sorry. So anyway, Santa's not here, but you're the spirit mixing of up Christmas, your Christmas mythology. The, the spirit of Christmas is here. And he goes to show him Bob Cratchit and his family. Bob Cratchit, let me remind you, is his clerk that he had fucking shivering in the front room of his office because he didn't want to give him more coal. Bob Cratchit, his family, are celebrating the year and Christmas and they have a very large household and a very meager meal. Um, because why would he pay him a living wage? Not to be that socialist right now, but Not why would he pay him a living wage? Relevant yeah. at this time. Just wondering why he wouldn't give him a little more money. He has him freezing his shit off in the front room. Imagine Charles Dickens is writing this in the eighteen hundreds, the eighteen, the eighteens, and we're still talking about this in the twenties. Shit. Anyways, so is capitalism cool? Yeah, um, no. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking of my next thought, which is to say that he watches Bob Cratch's family, and they're just, I mean, they're a regular family having a great time together on Christmas, and he doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay and watch the ves- festivities, but eventually the ghost of Christmas present takes him back. Dun, dun. So, Denise, the next question for you, what is your ghost of Christmas present? Okay, and just so I have this straight, Ghost of Christmas Present is Let's kind of showing more... you, like, what is passing you by. Yeah, and, like, what you could have um, if you maybe didn't shackle yourself with your flaws, if you will. Because I think the important thing to note here is that the reason that he doesn't have that is not because he doesn't have family. Because, remember, we know he has a nephew that's just been recently married that wanted to hang out with him for Christmas. It's just because he is choosing to be super unhappy and hateful on this holiday. Okay. So just I'm, kind of think of it in those terms. Okay. You give me yours. And then I, I have mine, but I have to, like, figure out how to articulate it. So, for me, I think the Christmas present, unfortunately, um, it's just being busy. I mm. This is my worst enemy. And one of my favorite creators online, Adam JK, has this like thing that he posts every once in a while that says being busy is not a personality trait. And unfortunately, for a long time, it's always been a personality trait, like always being doing something. Oh, you're so obsessed with doing things. I fucking love doing what things. What did we talk about the other day? I call, What did I call you? I said your work ethic is disgusting. Like a Puritan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is gross. But I also, pre-pandemic, can't remember a series of nights that I was ever home that much. Oh, you were working 70 hours a week for like a year at one point. Yeah. And then just after that, living my life, not being home. Oh, I know. And... The pandemic did drastically change that, but now I'm back to, you know, working two jobs. And so one thing that I worry with Christmas present, if you will, is just being incredibly busy all the time Mm. or putting myself in a position of being busy because I have this stupid work ethic, like fucking Puritan woman who can't take the weekend off. Yeah. I don't know what your problem is. I'm lazy. No idea. (laughs) So like... I don't know. It's I. It's your worst quality, probably. So I think mine would be Christmas. Give brings up a lot of complicated emotions in a very specific train of thought. So my first thought with Christmas and this Christmas present would punch me in the face about this one is I get so worried about like not giving people good presents. Yeah. Okay, and that sounds stupid. 
okay. No, it's valid. But it's not just giving people good presents because then it unravels into like a whole thing. Like <sighs> part of that's because I'm not where I am, like where I want to be career wise mm-hmm. or like life wise. Right. Like I'm saving money right now. Yeah. And so then I'm like, I'm 28 years old and my life is like awful and I'm not where I want to be. And so then I like go into this weird train of thought. So I think Christmas present would want me to stop focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, like ignoring the fact that people don't want presents from me necessarily. They want to be around me for Christmas. Presents. Oh my God. Oh my stop. God. You missed the opportunity for that. <laughs> I pun. know. Oh no. I heard, I said it in my head and, and I said, I can't say it aloud. It? You told me to stop making word association. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did say that. <laughs> No, I like. I really am like. It's really like, um, like the Grinch stole Christmas in my head. Like I have to calm myself. Like people actually like, yeah, people like presents, but people want to have Christmas with you regardless. Yeah, like I mean, unless you're an unpleasant person, and I'm only that sometimes. <sighs> like the philosopher Cindy Lou Who said, Norris. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. <laughs> I don't. They they make sounds for the first part of that song. No, they're like part of words. I think they're like. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. You know what I mean. And if Do you, you know the words past, Welcome Christmas. Um, no. <laughs> I can hum it. I can. Do you want to hum it for you? I am getting like, a little no. drunk, but. I can hum it for you, <laughs> for Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> You're only allowed to hum it if you can make it without laughing. I can't. Um, otherwise, it's like it's like part of the song and then giggle, giggle, and then another part of the song and then giggling some more. The thing is, too, though, like I start, I'm laughing because my hum sounds literally the same every time. It, does. it just sounds like it doesn't going, sound musical. <laughs> Okay, man, that was rough. No. Should we, like, maybe have a therapist to share? I, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so, tell us about Christmas yet. Christmas yet. Yeti. The ghost of... <laughs> stop calling it the Christmas Yeti. No. The ghost of Christmas yet is the ghost of Christmas future. How I will be referring to him going further. Um, because I can't keep calling him Christmas yet. That sounds ridiculous. If you had balls, you'd call him Christmas Yeti. Well, charcoal... (laughs) Charcoal Dickens. (laughs) Charcoal Dickens is calling him Christmas Yeti. Um, (laughs) shit. So the Christmas Yeti, um, he comes to get him from Christmas Present... And he shows him this really mysterious scene. You know, they do it really well in the movie Scrooged. But in the story, this is how it plays out. But in the movie Scrooged, it's similar. Um, where you basically have these rich guys that are talking about this guy that died and left all his money behind. And they're thinking, away well, he's a parcel of his shit. And really, really cold-blooded shit. And then you see this very young couple that's crying and sad and all this other stuff. And then you see um, basically just a group of people who are not really mourning for him. And he's panicking because he's like, who died? And well, the ghost it's of the nephew, right? Yeah. Well, at first he's like, who died? It's a nephew. And then he realizes, oh, no, 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 no. 
um, because he sees the young couple. And so eventually the ghost of Christmas yet shows him his headstone and it's him who has died. Um, and all these people who do not give a shit about his death. Um, and ultimately the idea that the money was just money. And it also kind of gives him a glimpse into a future that's similar to Jacob Marley's, who he, again, has built this chain for himself, and he's dragging it around full of regrets. And so we kind of see that's what the ghost of Christmas yet shows him. And then that's when he decides and vows to change his life at that moment. And then he wakes up and that's kind of not the end of the story but the climax of the story the christmas yet would show me like a future where you made me watch succession until the series ends. stop <laughs> that's such a good show <laughs> three watch years from now look <laughs> i need to know what happens we're gonna watch an episode after this so what would be your real christmas yet that's a hard one because it almost feels like it ties yeah it's supposed christmas to tie back to christmas present, present and past i suppose but mostly christmas present right i think it would show me how much i no ignore. you have to think of the most detrimental future well, okay, let me articulate okay, what ahead. it would show me, and then I'm going to tell you the detrimental future. Okay, so the whole point of my Christmas Yeti would be to show me, like, hey, bitch, look at all you missed while you're out regretting your fake crappy life. What do you mean? Like, the life that you... Like, how I complain about my life all the time, oh, and it's yeah. not that bad. You do bad. complain a lot. Yeah. And the detriment would be, I have a worse life. <laughs> Shit. Stop. I'm living in a box. Oh. And the chihuahuas are there, but they hate me. Oh, Runt, you hate her? That's so sad. Denise even named her chihuahua Runt. I didn't name her that. I did not <laughs> Other name people my named dog it. that. That's her name now. She knows her name, and that's unfortunate for me. Ron, that's so sad for you. You have a so poor orphan name. She'd be like little... What's... Orphan Annie? No. Who's the one with the crutches? Little Tim? Yeah, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tiny Tim? Not Little Tim. He didn't grow up suddenly. His name's Tiny Tim. Smallish Tim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about like Tiny. Tiny. He's Tim. like a... And instead of crutches, she'd have, like, those dogs that, like, their backs gave out. So they have, like, they roll their little black legs around. I was able to afford that, but I had to live in a box. Oh. And That's Ginger, what sent you to the box? <laughs> yeah. Ginger would be there, but she would never let me hug her fat body. It's a really sad turn. Yeah. And that, and that is... And I would never have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'd never make love to a woman. Oh, my God. Can you say that? <laughs> We would. Why does this keep getting worse? I said like give a general idea and say give me all your detail. Idea. And um, (sighs) Lady Gaga would have never come out with another album. She would have stopped at Chromatica. That is horrible. And that's it. Oh, this box is not even in Palm Springs. So weird. No mention of me. (laughs) No, Um, you're dead. Oh. Why am I dead? Because it's my How sad old are future. You? I'm only I'm only thirty two. <laughs> what if I died in the next four years? I'm telling you, it's my sad future. It's not gonna happen because I'm not gonna like let it happen. Okay, you sound insane. All right, Christmas of yet for you is horrible, but in a really weird. I don't know what's happening with you, but. No, Lars Van Trier. Does it matter if it's Van or Von? He's the worst person alive. Oh, okay. 
Well, he directed that tragedy. Oh, no. Marissa, please. <laughs> no, not him. So mine... God, I don't even know. Can I top that Christmas of yet? No. No, mine would just... um, Mine would be always working on Christmas. And it would be just being, like, really lonely. I don't know why I'm so afraid of being lonely. I don't like being alone. Nobody leave me. <laughs> really? So I feel like I'm holding on to people with, like, white knuckles right now. I'm just... Don't leave me. Don't leave me alone. <laughs> yes. If I was alone and working on Christmas, oh my god. Christmas fucking yet christmas ghost could take me take me out why is your like christmas tragedy like so close to bill murray's and scrooge are you just copying the movie oh my god he he was dead i wasn't dead in mine (laughs) but it was like you get the idea that he was probably working on all his christmases right (laughs) oh my i can't relate to the movie and i didn't mean to take his idea i wasn't even thinking about it so oh so yeah I didn't know Bill so Murray so owned the so loneliness. As interesting as Ebenezer Scrooge. Interesting. <laughs> I am interesting. I hate to say it, but I'm the main. I character didn't know here. that we were just going through the plot of the book Anyways, at this point. You sound like you are a little jealous that I have main character qualities. <laughs> so that would be my Christmas yet. I don't like to think about it. It's pretty sad, but. The point is that in this story, you have a happy ending. He does turn his life around. Uh, He stops saying bah humbug at people. He generally enjoys Christmas again. And like Charles Dickens in his style of writing is a very like moralistic writer. He does write to have that very pat kind of moral ending for a lot of his characters. The moral of Charles Dickens' story is stopping like a tacky rich person. That's true. And that goes for succession. That does go for succession. Um, Denise, would you recommend... This is my true, honest question. Do you think people need to read the story? Or do you think they need to watch a version of this? Or, like, what would you say for people? Okay, so normally... Normally, I'm always like, yeah, just read the book. It's not a big deal. But you can just watch the Jim Carrey version. I don't think I've ever seen the Jim Carrey version. It's actually pretty good. Okay. There's, like, one... There's, like, ten minutes of it that probably could have been cut out. But it's very good. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I know that... Okay, hear me out. I know this is a classic story. I get it. I hear you. But if you wanted to read a shorter Christmas story, I would suggest The Gift of the Magi. That one's more up my alley, I feel. It's a little, it's like shorter. It's more interesting. It gets the general gist of Christmas spirit across, okay? It gets the job done. It gets the job done. Okay, without Um, being Charles Dickens. This one, if you're absolutely set on reading a classic, sure, go for it. But it is novella length, so it is a little longer. Like, Um, 150 pages or something? No, not even that long. Maybe. I read it on my phone, so I I can't give you an accurate guess. But I would just definitely say... You could get away with watching a really good movie version of this. Not no, like necessarily the Disney um, one. Yeah, they, they're, like, I would even say, like, Scrooge, if you didn't even want to watch the Jim Carrey version, is fucking pretty accurate. Yeah, it do, it it's pretty good. And yeah. it's Bill Murray, so. So why not? It's not a mistake if you watch it. And at this point, like, probably more relatable than the Christmas. We're so far from the source material at this point. <laughs> 
Anyways, with that being said, we want to just say... No, no, no. With that being said, I wanted to, you know, end on some of our favorite quotes from either A Christmas Carol or Scrooge. Okay. So are you giving us quotes from Scrooge? Yeah. So my first one is, do you remember in Scrooge, like the commercial? Yes. So my favorite quote is from the commercial. It's acid rain, drug addiction, international terrorism, freeway killers. Now, more than ever, it is important to remember the true meaning of Christmas. Don't miss Charles Dickens' immortal classic, Scrooge. Your life might just depend on it. Anyways, that's my favorite. That's a good one. Okay, this, my other quote is, this is in regards to the poor people that allegedly didn't want to work. They had to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah. If they would rather die, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. I know he did say that. (laughs) He was like, take down the population, bitches. (laughs) That, it, it's just like my favorite thing i feel um yeah mine is always gonna be the jacob marley quote for sure um just because i think it hits home it's it's a really good line and it comes at a time in the story where he's really trying to warn him mankind was my business the common welfare was my business charity mercy forbearance and benevolence were all my business and i think it's like it's such a good line that they use it in scrooged and verbatim and it's just a very good line it captures the Christmas It's not spirit. about, I mean, yes, it's not about the Christmas spirit, though. It's just about people in general, like how people should act all year. <laughs> 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 I'm going to look up the lyrics. <laughs> Wait, look up the lyrics for so I can sing it accurately. You guys, we just want to say thank you so much for listening to our Christmas episode. And I am going to sing to you now. It's going to be amazing. You ready? We're going to sing on the count of three. Okay. That's how we're ending it. One, two, three. Fa, who, forest, da, who, doris. Welcome Christmas, come this way. Chanting. <laughs>